You are listening to oh, <laughs> me and some music. You're listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland and KQAC HD3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.7 FM. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Welcome to Casual Sex. I'm Leslie Harper. Uh, Carrie Cohen is not with us this evening. We are sad, but we will have her back again next week. Um, so you're here for our show. Sex is an essential and enlightening part of our lives. The goal of our show is to explore ideas, the ways we limit ourselves, and the ways in which we can expand our understanding of sex, love, and relationships. You can join our conversation tonight by texting us at 971-220-5979, or you can give us a call at 503-233-9729. We would love to have you call and have a conversation with us about anything related to sex, sex, love, relationships, all of it. It's it's an open forum. We're just going to be talking about all those things in a general way, so you are all welcome. So tonight, with Carrie gone, I've invited one of my favorite people on, um, in, in the world Aww. to join me. Yeah, Tanya <laughs> Miller is here. Say hello, Tanya. Hi there. Uh, listen to that voice. <laughs> it's a million dollar voice you got there. Um, so Tanya is one of, of my friends. We've been through um, various uh, poo storms uh, <laughs> <laughs> together in our lives. Uh, we're kindred. And um, I'm really happy to have her tonight. You might remember that she was here, it was probably a few months ago, mm-hmm. uh, for the Fantasies show, which she was very well equipped to discuss. Mm-hmm. Because why don't you tell us what you do in the world, Tanya? Uh, I'm a professional phone sex operator, have been for 14 years. Mm. Um, on top of that, I, I identify as polyamorous and kinky and... Uh, so I would say I have pretty varied interests. Yes, you do. <laughs> indeed. Yes. So um, and if you did hear that show about fantasies um, a while back, you know that I attempted to work for Tanya's <laughs> phone sex company and it turned out I wasn't great at it. Just wasn't my thing. <laughs> I'm much better one on one, like in person. Turns yeah. Out. As an escort, I was astounding. As a phone sex operator, not so much. Actually, I don't think it's not that you were like bad at it. I just think it didn't hit it for you, and so it was sort of like, I don't know. I, I just feel like it didn't. It just connect. wasn't my. It, didn't click. it wasn't my yeah. niche. No. Yeah, yeah. But I tried it. I really did. Uh, so tonight we are going to continue our conversation about sex. That's what we're here for. What are your questions? What are your concerns? What are your comments? What are your little witticisms? What kinds of things can you offer to a conversation about sex? And again, you know, I was saying this earlier. It doesn't have to be uh, lovely. It doesn't have to be loving. It doesn't have to be positive. It doesn't have to be self-deprecating. It doesn't have to be any one thing because sex is, is essentially really just ever, all of everything that you could imagine wrapped up in one. There are so many components. So we're not looking for like mind-blowing stories or um, – you know, uh, some sort of astounding, profound new information? Well, I think actually one of the most beautiful things for me about what I do is getting the um, uh, insight into what people are looking for. Uh-huh. And on top of that, I've also done various theater um, performances and productions that were based on sexuality. And, mm-hmm. um, 
And it's funny, I'm looking at like sort of a list of like questions and prompts. And one of them is how do you build sexual intimacy with a partner? Mm-hmm. And it just stri- strikes me because when, um, because so much of what I talk about and also one of the um, things I'm most proud of doing is um, creatively is I was part of a show series with a woman named Eleanor O'Brien who oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, did a show and series of shows called Inviting Desire. Right. And for the first Inviting Desire, we did a sort of like blind survey and, of women, like what are your sexual fantasies? And the words that kept coming up over and over were um, seen, known, loved, desired, taken. Hmm. Um, women, women, and but right. I think all of us, like based on my phone sex experience, like want to be seen. So like, how do you build sexual intimacy with a partner? You figure out how to see them and how to express that you're seeing them, and not who you want them to be, not your like idealized version of them, but like who they are. And and I love it. That experience of being seen is one of the most like validating and for me like arousing mm-hmm. um, things that I can experience. Absolutely, I so agree with that. And I love that you said that because you just kicked it right off. Yeah, <laughs> you just took that prompt. You know, and ran, I'm just gonna go with ran it. away with that. <laughs> um, I love that you said that, and I think that that is very true. We have discussions oftentimes about the social constructs. Uh, that we all live under, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So we can agree that gender is a social construct, but we still have to acknowledge that because it is a social construct that most people in our society agree to adhere to, mm-hmm. that there right. are things that go along with that that are in place and actually do affect our lives, right? And so there is a difference when you're reading or, or asking women and asking men what they want. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. It might not be biological, but it's certainly conditioned. Right? right. And so what's interesting to me, though, is like how they can manifest in such seemingly different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, on the surface, I think people would like take, um, you know, gender stereotypes. Women want to be like emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, satisfied and, and men want like revant, respond to visual stimuli and want to be sexually satisfied. Like, but I disagree with that because mm-hmm. what I found also within my phone sex work, which is, you know, um, over the course of 14 years, thousands of hours speaking to thousands of men mm-hmm. about what they want and also what they tell their wives and girlfriends they want mm-hmm. versus what they actually What's really want. versus what they want. Sure. Mm-hmm. But even then, even the most like extreme fantasy, it boils down to see me, know me and accept me like mm-hmm see my see me at my worst so to speak and then like be okay with it and, and love it regardless and, and love it and revalidate me regardless yeah and that's fascinating. and yeah. so regardless of gender it does kind of boil down to like i think some of the mm-hmm. most um resonant or profound sexual experiences we can have are with people who see us and that doesn't mean it has to be with somebody that you're in like some crazy committed relationship with like i've had one night stands or one off sexual experiences with people where it was very intense and incredible for me, but it wasn't necessarily fraught with relationship or commitment, right. you know, but mm-hmm. it was just an interaction I had with another human being and I felt like we saw each other. Right. And, you know, we had a discussion last week with a, a woman who called in who said that she believed that and, and Carrie ble- and I, I do, too, to some extent that, that sex always involves intimacy at, on some level. It mm-hmm. has to. But there are ways in which we can separate um, sex and love, 
mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of people feel like that's when you start to separate sex and love, then that's where you're getting into something that's dirty or evil mm-hmm. or wrong or you know. And there's this this um, again social con- socially constructed, possibly religious. Um, sure. upbringing or, or like whatever it is, the, the shame around that, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the things. So first of all, I want to acknowledge what you said about how in the end, regardless of what you say outwardly, like here is my gender, here's what I'm told I'm supposed to do, this is what it looks like. Um, in the When you boil it all down, it all pretty much comes from the same place. Yeah. And I think that we would be so much better off if we could acknowledge that. Right. Right? Right. Um, and secondly... Uh, the thing of you know what I was just saying about um, this, a lot of people feeling like if you if you don't have this intimacy, that equals love or something similar to that, then you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Is the other big problem we have? Sure, <laughs> right? Because people are are constantly shamed around sexuality. There's nothing wrong with pleasure for pleasure's sake. No, you know, as long as everybody's consenting and, and you know, and yeah. and down for whatever's going on i feel like down to clown down to clown <laughs> i hate the dtf thing but down to clown i'm gonna remember I, mean, <laughs> I said it once and then carrie was like what is that and i said did i just make that up and she goes i don't think so and i i, I don't know i i don't think i and did clowns across the world are like hey don't discount us yeah, yeah, <laughs> then, yeah. Then, then I got a bunch of hate mail from clowns. Oh, so no, they're really nice. They're yeah. more likely to send you like <laughs> uh, flowers that squirt water. Exactly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so I would like for you all to join our conversation by texting us at nine seven one two two zero five nine seven nine, or you can give us a call at five zero three two three three nine seven two nine. Uh, we're talking about sex, all things sex, which of course can be relationship sex, monogamous sex, one night stands, um, sex with yourself, um, sex with a partner that you're paying, sex with a partner that you're paying. You know, Tanya said something so awesome earlier, which was, um, nothing upsets men more than being told that you won't accept their money. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. I think it's actually very real. Um, it is very real. I remember because, it well. Be, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> that's. I think that's very true. It feels like the bar. They, I think that they're thinking the bar has already been set so low. Like this is a sure thing. Right. As long as you're willing to pony up the money, then, right. then you're entitled to it. Right. Yeah. Um. And and yes, I the only like you're buying only, a human. Yeah, or the only very the angry men that I have run into in my 14 years mm-hmm. of doing professional phone sex work is um, the guys who, for whatever reason, made me uncomfortable, or and I just said, I'm not going to take your calls anymore. That is unacceptable. Like right. If I take money to provide sexual gratification, then I must take money from anybody who wants sexual gratification. Right, well, it must be very upsetting, because like, where do you have to go from there? Well, yeah, and yeah. and I understand that where you have to go from there is like some introspection and not yeah. being a douchebag and, and treating human beings like human beings. <laughs> yeah, right. basically, that's where you have to go from there. I think that would be a good. I don't. Start. I don't apologize for that, and I think actually, like my my clients appreciate the fact that I don't that I don't allow people to treat me that way just because of what I do. Absolutely, I bet they do. That's how you get the good clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Um. So. I want to also throw this out before we take a break. Uh, Last week, when we were discussing sex, we put something out on our Facebook page, which was, tell us um, your best 
advice, uh, sexual sex advice, in three words or less. So we got a bunch of really great ones on the Facebook page, which we read last week. Um, And I would like to hear some more. So please, by all means, send them my way. Um, We're going to take a quick break. Yeah, wait, can I say something before we take a quick break? Absolutely. My three word sex advice for all you guys out there wash your balls. I think that was on there. Really? Okay, good. I think that I, was on I there. So. I think that was one of the ones. Because I will and nuzzle the heck out of those, and I will treat them very well, but they think, need to not be smelly and sweaty. Oh, my gosh. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have a text when we come back, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll be talking more about sex. See you in a minute. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cardinal Club, a neighborhood bar and kitchen serving seasonal food and drink from 5 p.m. to midnight Monday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Located between Burnside and Cooch on Northeast 28th, Cardinal Club plays vinyl when they're not streaming X-Ray FM. More information available at cardinalclubportland.com. Welcome back. You are with Leslie Harper and Tanya Miller. We are casual sex. We are casual sex. We are casual sex. <laughs> At least tonight we are. So uh, we are talking about sex, all things sex. You can join our conversation by texting us at 971-220-5979, or you can give us a call at 503-233-9729. We would love to talk to you live on air. If you do not want to be live on air, that's okay. You can just give us a text, and we will address it right here, right now. By the way, someone just told me via text that down, oh, down with the clown is a juggalo saying. <laughs> okay, well, I, um, I'm not a juggalo, and I don't know any juggalos, although I'm pretty fascinated by that whole culture. But I will say down to clown, I think, is a real thing. I think it's a real saying, and I think it's been around longer. I think it's from the 70s. Uh, I, I Gonna plead Down ignorance to clown. on this one. I I'm gonna look it up. If, if I didn't have so many things to juggle, not no pun intended. Oh, no pun intended. No dad. Jokes. I really did not mean to tell a dad joke. <laughs> there was no pun intended. Right at the moment, I would look it up now. So uh, I want to address it. We we had some emails, uh, so we're gonna read one of them right now, and then we will discuss it. So here's the. Uh, what's that? Oh, okay. Tanya, Tanya has a preference for emails for where we're going to start. <laughs> so we're going to start here. Uh, Dear Casual Sex, I am a queer woman in my late 30s. 
I have recently come to the conclusion that I don't care about having one partner for the rest of my life. Partnership doesn't really matter that much to me. I have a full and joyous life at work, at home, and several friends to whom I am deeply attached and serve me in a way that is similar to a partnership, but without the sex. I have been experimenting with having multiple sexual partners that I have emotional attachments to and care for very much, but I have no desire to be exclusive with them. It seems to be working out so far, but I am not sure this attitude is widely accepted yet, and I'm afraid of how this will impact these relationships down the road. I feel like most humans want to be coupled at some point, and that long-term casual encounters will not suit most folks. Do you know of other people who are living like this? Are there resources for those of us who are interested in sexual non-coupled relationships? Thank you. I know of lots of people who are living like this. Yeah. So actually there is kind of, I mean, a a fairly widely accepted term for what this is. It's called solo poly, Mm -hmm. um, solo polyamory. um, And that's basically people who are open to multiple connections with different people um, that are sexual um, and somewhat ongoing in nature Mm -hmm. generally. Um, But then that that person is not necessarily looking to couple up or have a primary partner or a nesting partner, um, that they're perfectly happy, like kind of living their life on their own, being their own boss and their own partner a lot of Mm -hmm. times, but that they have multiple different partners that they might engage with on any number of levels as far as, you know, intensity, whether it's like, um, just like we date every once in a while or we have sex here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's actually, I mean, I'm not going to say it's like super common because in general, no. obviously, you know, polyamorous is a smaller subset. And then people that are practicing it in this way, um, I, I think, are somewhat unique. It's not like, but I do know of plenty of other people who I identify people this way this. too. Yeah. Um, some of them would also say it's um, a little bit of a relationship anarchy, I think, mm-hmm. as far as like letting whatever relationship they have be what it is based on the limitations and the boundaries and, you know, the preferences of the people involved in any given situation. So, um, so yes, you are not alone. No, that's and, the biggest thing. And You're not alone. About, well, I wasn't here for this, but there was a, there was a show about relationship anarchy with the, ever incredible Sally Anik, who is a women's studies professor at PSU, um, talking about relationship anarchy. And that was discussed in that show. So that's archived if you're interested, email her. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, the question, what I'm interested, one of the things I find interesting about this email, and I got to back it up to tell you, is um, I feel like most humans want to be coupled at some point and that long-term casual encounters will not suit most folks. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But you don't have to be most folks, you know? And I think that's one of the things that we have a really hard time with in our society is stepping outside of what is expected of us. And I also think that if people, you know, when you're saying most folks would rather be, I don't even know if that would be true if we didn't have the confines that we have. If people weren't expected to do this thing, uh, I think there would be a lot more people engaging in exactly what you're comfortable with. Well, the other thing, too, is that, you know, there's a lot of um, if you if you're not in that mode of like, I'm looking for a primary partner, Mm -hmm. I'm looking for somebody to meet all these needs. And and you're kind of in a mode of like, I can take care of my own stuff, but I'm looking for people to engage with and be intimate with and have connections with. Well, it actually puts you in kind of a, a really desirable category because 
you're you it opens you up like you're not going you don't have these expectations of people like you're going to end up being my nesting partner you're going to end up being the the mother or father to my children so what it does is there's plenty of people who already have a mm. primary nesting partner but they are polyamorous and they do want to have other connections but they aren't able to offer the time energy or attention that might qualify somebody as like say primary right um but they want to have those other connections that mean something to them that that they invest in mm -hmm. so if you don't have that need of like relationship escalation like if i waited out long enough are we gonna like end up moving in together or right. gonna, you know like but no like i'm not looking for that i'm just looking for indefinitely can we spend a night together once a week or whatever i feel like it actually makes you somewhat more attractive to some of the people that maybe already have other partners and already have other situations because they're not necessarily looking for you to fill those roles right and also isn't that an amazing thing the fact that we are constantly looking at what comes next mm -hmm. rather than i mean i think that one of the you know okay so you know my main the, the main issue i think that humanity has is lack of critical thinking skills, mm -hmm. okay? And the inability to look at things in context. Um, the second thing might be the way that we can't ever enjoy what we're doing because we're always like focusing on if it's reaching the point it's supposed to reach and then what comes next. Right, right. right? How do so we level this, this up? Like right. we can't just enjoy it. We have to be thinking about leveling up. Absolutely. So you hear people all the time talk about, oh, you know, what about this thing of wanting to go back or having this nostalgia for... Um, you know, if when you're partnered for a long period of time and you have this kind of feeling of nostalgia, there's all kinds of things that's called uh, midlife crisis, mm -hmm. all, right? Where now I want that sort of sweet romance, that mm -hmm. that passion that happens in the honeymoon phase of a of a dynamic when you it's all very chemical and sexual, and right? Incredible, and people want that back, and so they go seeking it out, and there's all this line, and you know, it, wouldn't it be amazing <laughs> if in fact um, we could stay in the moment with where we are? And actually enjoy where we are. Yeah, at, at each step and see the value in in each of these steps that we take. Right. Um, rather than wondering if we're getting to the place we're supposed to be to get to the next level. Right. Well, there. The, so the idea that there's an end game in love, right? Mm -hmm. That there's these like if you don't move in with me or marry me. Yeah, like yeah. there is these like indicators of success for so many people, mm -hmm. um, and so what happens is. We then bargain our sex to get those chits met. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I have the experience, and there's there's been films, there's like the five-year engagement and like films about if you're engaged and it's been this long, like, oh my God, right. like, what's wrong with you? And Ruben and I got engaged in uh, maybe five years ago now, speaking of five-year engagement. Mm -hmm. And we, I have no interest in following through with that. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter to me. Right. It's not going to change our relationship. It's not sure. going to change our dynamic. It's not going to change what, you know, originally we wanted to do that because it was going to be a lot easier for him to adopt Audrey. Mm -hmm. um, and that is no longer an issue. And so, I mean, you know, we, we don't need to get married to make anything easier. Right. And so I feel like it's, it's but there's still this, sort of from the outside pressure where people would be like, well, how long has that been going on or whatever? Sure. You know, I just always say, I don't care, whatever. Like, it is, you know, we are engaged. I don't care if it ever happens. You know, we've made a commitment to each other. Right. And, but to other people, it looks like this thing of like, we, we're just, we're not doing it. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, what's, you know? And it's like, what are you talking about? We're like in our late 40s. Well, me in mid 40s, but you know, 
He's late 40s because you know he robbed the cradle a bit. <laughs> and, you know, we're not having any more kids. And we're, so what's the what's the big deal? Like, why is everyone so why can't I'm always like, why can't you see that, like our commitment, our relationship and the way that we're raising a child together and doing all of these things is is valuable. Like, why is it somehow on hold all the time? Because we haven't like tied the knot. You know? Well, I think there's a pretty big chasm between um, the idea of sex and love in our culture specifically. Like, we use sex to validate the um, the intensity of the, you know, the I can't control it element of mm-hmm. love, right? Mm-hmm. But we lose the love aspect to validate the sex. Like the sex is, it's okay for us to be sexual because there's this love aspect behind it, right? Yeah, I know. So then like circling back around to the idea of like the solo poly idea, then like your, yes, your love for somebody who you're just kind of regularly sexual with is also totally valid. Yeah. You know, and, and, but I think that that's a struggle because there aren't a lot of models for that Mm -hmm. in our world. Like Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of models for you can feel intense love for somebody mm-hmm. and be sexual with them and not necessarily have expectations of getting on the relationship escalator or it ending up anywhere specific. Right. And people get very upset when you step outside oh, yeah, of completely. the box that they're comfortable living in. Yeah. You know, I, I said recently in my head, not out loud to someone like, I'll just be over here, like doing what I want to do. Uh, that makes me happy. And you be over there taking a nap on your cloud of smug, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Uh, if you would like to join our conversation, you may do so by uh, texting us, if you would like, at 971-220-5979, or you can give us a call at 503-233-9729. Tonight, we are talking about sex. Sex. You know? All easy the peasy. sex. All the sex in the world. We're talking about it. By the way, I wanna, I, I know I'm really beating a dead horse here, but the down to clown thing, um, Emily, our lovely producer over there, uh, tells me that it, it the Urban Dictionary says it means to engage in shenanigans. Well, I mean, I like shenanigans. Allowing all inhibitions to be released into one glorious act of tomfoolery. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's like the start of a religion that I could get behind. Yeah. The down to clown. The down to clown. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want anyone to confuse it with juggalos, though. No, I mean, I think it's pretty mm-hmm. clear. I, I could tell I mean, you a story about juggalos, but thing. I won't. Do you think juggalos, but I don't involve me in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't involve Clowning, me. however. Yeah. Well, you mean like Comedia? Like Comedia dell'arte. <laughs> sexy. That's so sexy. Uh. Oh, my God. William Shakespeare. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, Moliere. Moliere. Yeah. We had to do some. Uh, Tanya and I had to do a Comedia class, actually, at the Acting Conservatory. Holy Lord. That wasn't my favorite class. No, I'm going to be honest. No, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Comedia, actually. I like I it. love people I love who can commit absurd. to it. I do. I mean, sex is absurd. That's I like, the whole thing. I, like, I think I like absurd in a different way than Comedia. Okay, no, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I like absurd as well. In fact, if I didn't, why would I always like this? That's absurd. <laughs> and then laugh. <laughs> you know? If I didn't love it, I wouldn't always point it out. No, I wouldn't. So, again, I'm going to tell you before we take a break, our text line, 971-220-5979. And if you want to give us a call, we would love to talk to you right here on the air, live. You, me, Tanya Miller. That's what right, an awesome right. thing. 503-233-9729. 
So we're gonna and take, I won't charge oh. you three dollars a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's like free. The first one's I always mean, free. Like wow. seriously, this is such a deal. And then you'll be hooked. But I shouldn't <laughs> say that because I want you to call. Um, so hopefully we'll hear from you soon. We're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back with casual sex. Rock me. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Taboo Video. With the latest adult video releases, toys, lingerie, and more in an inviting atmosphere, Taboo has been a source for adult entertainment to the Pacific Northwest for over 25 years. More information at TabooVideo.com or at their locations in Portland and Vancouver. And we're back with casual sex. Uh, we're talking about sex, sex, all things sex. You can give us a call and talk to us about sex right here live on the air. 503-233-9729. Or you can send us a text, which is 971-220-5979. I'm Leslie Harper, and tonight I have a guest co-host, Tanya Miller. Hello there. Hello. We'll be right back. She ran to the bathroom and ran right back. She was real fast. I was so fast. That's pretty impressive. Um, they're having a uh, first Thursday sort of opening here. There's so much art happening in it's, this building it's, it's right now. It's a little now. chaotic. There's people everywhere. Just like right outside the door, like, you know, blathering away. About they're very something. pretty. Yeah, very, very, very pretty. pretty very pretty, 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 yeah. pretty people. A lot of pretty people. Um, so we got a text and I'm going to read it. It's this. Long story short, I have plans tonight to suck on my husband's toes. I've never sucked on toes before. Any tips? I have so many questions. I have questions too. <laughs> I mean, like, so how do you have these plans if he's never done it before? Plan, how did this come? Yeah, right. the, like, so long story short, uh, maybe I wanted it a little bit I, Maybe I wanted the long story. <laughs> but okay, no, I can answer no, but, this. The, but hold on. Before you answer it, I do want to know this. And if, if you're listening right now, please text us back because I want to know. Is the plan because your husband was like, hey, I want you to suck on my toes. And you're like, all right, tonight I'm doing mm-hmm. that. Or is it this thing of like, I really want to suck on toes. To suck and so tonight toes. I'm going to do it. Right. Like what, whose idea was it? Was there a discussion or is it just this like, I'm going to, I'm finally going to do it. 
And like, I feel like this is going to sound pretty elementary, but just treat, treat each toe like a penis. Mm-hmm. Like swirl your, I, you know, swirl I your tongue that. around it, slide it in between, like up and down, right. little flicky action. Yeah. Suck on them. I mean, yeah. I could describe how I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just made Leslie blush. That's funny. Oh, that never happens. That is impossible. That is impossible. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe it is possible. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, I mean, that's uh, that's some pretty good advice. I don't think I would have actually thought to say treat each toe like a penis. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it sounds elementary. And in retrospect, it does. But you know what? That's really good advice. Well, I think that's the yeah, advice. Yeah, like, so, and, and also, like, so I teach workshops, actually, on, like, talking dirty and role play. And, and really when I get down to the bottom of it is, like, the hugest part of it is just taking that first step. Like, being willing to make yourself vulnerable, being willing to, like, potentially look stupid. Isn't that always the thing? Right? And if you're willing mm-hmm. to do that for your partner, like, even if you don't knock it out of the park, even if you don't do it exactly right, like, what kind of jerk face is your partner if they're like going to sit there and judge you and be like well I don't know mm-hmm. you like totally sucked my toes but I would give you like a 6.9 on mm-hmm. technique and like Ew. an 8 on enthusiasm like if screw that ever, person like anyone, seriously no. right if anyone ever gives you a number no no gone. so like I feel like just the fact that you're making the effort to do it regardless of whose idea it was is means you're like taking a risk you're taking a chance you're making yourself vulnerable and you're doing it with potentially the payoff of like some hot sexy times. That's I mean, right. good for you. And, right on. And, and I'm, you know, I'm assuming, you know, one or, or both of you have discussed uh, an interest in this. So um, I, this goes back to something that came up last week mm-hmm. in our discussion of sex, which was someone said like, you know, when do or how do you uh, tell a partner that they're doing something that isn't working for you mm. or they're doing it wrong. And my response was, and I stand behind this forever and almost anything Tell them immediately. Yeah. <laughs> the longer you let it go, the worse it's going to be because the more they're going to feel like you lied to them, right. led them along, or allowed them to do something that made them look stupid. Right. And so essentially what happens is, it, it, it's, I explained it as, it's, it's like when you've been introduced to someone a bunch of times, and then you wait a year and you still don't know their name. And then oh, like God, after that's so me. It, you know, oh, me too. I'm, I'm really bad with names. And then after a period of time, you don't want to ask their name. And so like for me, I'll be like, what is that person's name? What is that person's name? Because I don't want to seem like the jerk who after like a year still doesn't know the name. So that's what happens. But like exponentially so in a relationship and especially a sexual relationship when something's happening that isn't working and you let it go, let it go, let it go. And then later on, you're like, by the way. This isn't working. So what Tanya was saying about, you know, if you if you open yourself and you're up and you're vulnerable in this situation and you try something, that is awesome of you. And hopefully your partner will let you know, yeah, that worked or that didn't work. And I think it's okay to encourage that conversation later. You know? Right. Like how was that? You know, what and if it wasn't fully totally fulfilling, like what was missing or what was the good part? You know, it's okay to have that conversation because that's in fact how you deepen um, your sexual dynamic with somebody. Well, and it goes back to the whole thing about being seen when you express a desire to fulfill your partner's fantasies and, and, you know, to, to hit their buttons in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's showing that you see them, that you want to see them and that, you're, you know, like you're, you want to meet them wherever it is they need to be met. Totally. And I think that's really important. Um, I also think it's something that we aren't, don't really get trained to do or taught to do or see much like 
modeling <laughs> of. <laughs> yes, totally. You know? This is just, she just said to, or, I'm saying she, I don't know if it's she actually, it could be a he. My plans to suck on his toes was triggered by the simple realization that I had never tried it before. He said he's going to wash his feet. <laughs> oh, well, he sounds like a very considerate man. He does. We like him. Good. Um, so, excellent. So, just doing something you've never done before just to try it. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. How I awesome. How it. amazing. I love it, Texter. Um, and you may not like it, but also, like, you may find that, like, so I will say that, um, that I would never have considered myself a foot fetishist, mm-hmm. but based on a, a couple of phone sex callers that I've had, and um, and just a couple of random people that I've met who are foot fetishists, I realized that like, mm-hmm. um, but you know like, uh, just being willing to try something just for the sake of trying it, sure, yeah. that's yeah. amazing and. It might not be your thing. It's totally okay if it's not your thing, but you don't know what you might discover. And realistically, like just the act of doing something that you don't have a guarantee is going to be successful, just the act of making yourself vulnerable in that way for a partner is actually something that a lot of people will get off on whether they realize it or not. Agreed, agreed. I think that there could be, there are all kinds of things that can happen that might not be, something that's interesting to you just on your own, but then when you engage with a partner and if they really right. enjoy it, then suddenly it becomes extremely mm-hmm. erotic. And, I mean, I actually have, you know, the whole, remember that book from the 70s, Your er, er, Erogenous Zones? Or, <laughs> um, <laughs> your Secret Garden. Yeah. Um, so the, the feet is, the feet are considered to be like this, incredible uh, sexual point, mm-hmm. right? And there's like reflexology and all of these sure. things. I had a client once who told me that he went and got reflexology done and um, so he was lying there uh, having his pressure points and different things on his feet and he just like had like this instantaneous, like spontaneous, spontaneous orgasm. Uh, orgasm. Yeah. yeah, And he was mortified and she was like, oh, no, no, no. Happens, Happens all, the time. all the time, right? <laughs> of um, course. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I and I, I I get foot rubs a lot. I work in the prison doing um, classes and things, and I'm always standing on the concrete, and I probably don't have good shoes because I'm oftentimes uh, really, you know, frankly, even though most people would think that I don't really have, like, great fashion because I just wear, like, whatever, it is actually important to me. Like, <laughs> I need to wear my good shoes. Like right now, I'm wearing white and and brown Adidas from 1979. Those are pretty fancy kicks, I gotta say. They are, but they're not super comfortable. Really? How can they not be comfortable? They're just not. Like I would need to have like fancy nursing shoes to stand on concrete all day, and I refuse to wear. You know. So foot massages are a good thing. So foot massages are great, and I get them a lot. And I think there's a really incredible feeling. It's an incredible feeling of like relaxation and. Comfort. Well, it's intimate. It goes back to like darn pulp fiction, right? Like, would you, you know, like foot massages are an intimate thing to the pul- That's right. Pulp fiction. You know, and and, and also Uma Thurman's feet are amazing. Uh, They're like rabbit feet. Are but they? like in a good way. Okay. They're I'm like a, long and amazing. Long and slender, like I all had the a rest friend of one her. time say, oh my gosh. Okay, I don't like feet very much and I like them more now, but when I was younger I really didn't like them. And I one time had this friend who was like, Oh, I have amazing feet and she said, My toes are perfect. I have perfect stems and bulbs about her toes. And I said, <laughs> Look, 
I said, you just described your feet like cartoon frog feet. And so I'm not actually sure that you understand. But no, but also like flowers, <laughs> stems, stems and, bulbs. and bulbs. Yeah, but if you got stems and bulbs for toes. And I think I may have to use that after these euphemism on well, sex calls from now on. You might. Well, I might, want yeah, you to rub it, your it stem really across my bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> what? That sounds hot, right? Is it? No. Yeah. What no? if I was in the background going, but I'm bum. But I'm bum. I probably shouldn't do that. Um. So, anyways, so text her. I just have to like wind it back up to you. Um. So cool. You're gonna try it because you never have. Like I said, treat each individual toe like a penis. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh. And more importantly, just like. Celebrate like the fact that you're in a situation that you feel comfortable enough to like do something that that outside of your comfort zone or something that you've never done and then take a risk. And I hope that it goes amazing and that orgasms are had all around. Right. And I also want to say that they have uh, done the, the best thing ever, which is I haven't done it, so I'm going to do it. Yes. I love yes. that. Yes. Why not? It. Especially with someone you trust because you try it. If it doesn't work out, eh, whatever. What's been lost? Nothing. I'm really lucky. Actually, I was having this conversation with um, some friends of mine the other day that like there are very few things left on my sexual bucket list that I haven't <laughs> done. Like I have done when my caller. I'm sorry. I just, thought, I, I, I just thought of like uh, Morgan Freeman when you said that like, <laughs> because you said bucket list. Well, I'm I sorry. can't help it. But it's true. It's like okay. uh, there of all the things that like, you know, I thought like I wanted to try or wanted to do. Um, there's really like very few things left. I'm sure that's true. That doesn't surprise Um, me one bit, Tanya. But I'm (laughs) curious because I'm a total (laughs) slut of image in that. I like it as a term of endearment. Speaking of sluts, Uh I wanted to say earlier to the woman who was talking about the solo polyamory. Yeah. The ethical slut. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Ethical slut is good. Um, Also opening up and more than two other really good books that will, um, discuss kind of various uh, modes of polyamory and solo poly is a thing you're not alone and it exists do you remember her name the woman who wrote the ethical stuff because i met her at carrie's house uh dossie easton and janet hardy are but okay but dot whoa okay so there's three names i need to know catherine list dossie easton and janet hardy but so there's really only two women one of them was a pen name for one of the others but now she's come out because I met reason. her at yeah, Carrie I, had a um, I can't remember which is I'm looking which. it up right now. Carrie had a party for a bunch of writers in Portland and she was there and I was like, Do you know what your book meant for me? I hope that people have I told her that for like it, their entire life because it uh, she, she It was one of the first that yeah. really opened up. And I think that opening up and more than two, which are a little slightly more recent. Dossie Easton and Janet Hardy. Yeah. yeah. So Catherine List, I think, was one of their pen names when they originally published the book. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, this is what is coming up now. So. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Ethical Slut. And what were the other ones you said? Just uh, more than two, which is by Franklin Vo, um, V-E-A-U-X or something like that. And then opening up, which maybe uh, I want to say it's Tristan Taramino, but I could be wrong there. Um, But yeah, those are other good, great um, books on various polyamorous issues and modalities. Good. That's how we that's how we bring it back around sometimes yeah. because I think this person did the, the, the queer woman who wrote that email did actually ask if there were any resources and yeah. I'm just coming back uh, to that so now. So more than two is a great um so that's a great book, but he and his partner also have a website 
I believe it's just like more than two.com or whatever you can um, search it. Also, Polly.land, a woman named Paige Turner, I, which is a great like. Uh, her name is Paige Turner. Her, well, I think it's her alias, oh. but um, so she goes by Paige Turner, but she writes wow. a lot about polyamory in different ways of being poly, and it, it applies to a lot of people who have different, you know, even if you're whether you're solo poly or so sort of like subcultures within yeah, that culture. Yeah, within definitely. A subculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So those are some resources for her. And I hope that, uh, I hope that you, uh, are find your comfort level with what you are. Absolutely. Cause it doesn't freaking matter. Whatever you want to do is right for you. And never the twain shall meet. I'm actually teaching, um, a class, uh, in July called picking a partner for poly play or power exchange which is that is an alliteration yes it is a p5 baby i love the alliteration <laughs> p5. but it's really all, uh, somewhat about for sure we call it p5 p5 uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really kind of about that like how you know how do you define what are your definitions for yourself and then how do you pick compatible partners for whatever you are whether you're a monogamous whether you're polyamorous or kinky um so it's and i think it's really important to for people to like kind of get in touch with what they're looking for, what they want. And, but also there's a level of being willing to kind of walk away from a situation that doesn't serve you. Right. That doesn't fit you. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, Because you waste time on those things. You miss out on the amazing stuff that happens Mm. with the people that you're, you are suited to 100% The sexual like situations you should be in as opposed to the ones you think you're supposed to be in. That's right. Life is short. Don't waste it. Basically, is what I'm getting down to. Carpe diem. So, uh, listen, we're going to take one more quick break, but I want to tell you one more time before we take a break that our text line is 971-220-5979, and you can also call us at 503-233-9729. We want to hear from you. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with Casual Sex. I was feeling done in Couldn't win I'd only ever kissed before. You mean she? Uh-huh. I thought there's no use getting into heavy petting. It only leads to trouble and seat wetting. Now all I want to know is how to go. Tasted blood and I want more. More, more, more. I'll put up no resistance. I want to stay the distance. I've got an ish to scratch. I need assistance. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. While you pose I'll oil you up and drop you 
Creature of the night. Creature of the night. Hi, you're back. That song makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, we are back. You are listening to Casual Sex tonight with Leslie Harper and my dear friend, Tanya Miller. Mm-hmm. So, uh, real quick, our text line, 971-220-5979, or you can give us a call at 503-233-9729. So, we have uh, another email I'm going to read, and we will discuss. We only yeah, we've got 11 minutes left. We can do this, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so, here it is. I am a queer woman in my mid-20s, and I recently started sleeping with someone. She's a couple of years older than me and has never been with a woman. We've been friends for almost a year, and we just hooked up for the first time about a month ago. The sex is great, and I like her a lot, but there are a couple of issues. She has been coming out to everyone we know as gay. That's weird, right? The sleeping... I mean, she said that, not me. The sleeping with one woman when you're 30 make you gay. Can't she just say she's queer? Also, she has asked me to be exclusive and says that she can't be with someone unless it's exclusive. So I feel pressure because she's basically given me an ultimatum and it's only been a month. I'm not sure I want to be in a relationship, but I really like having sex with her. I've been single and celibate for just over a year and I'm loving the excitement of this new possibility. But I am also hesitant to commit because I'm not sure if I'm ready. What should I do? Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a few things going on here. There are so many things going on there. The first thing I want to say is. Um, we don't ever get to tell other people how they identify. Frankly, you can identify in one way, one minute and one way, another minute. And so frankly, if someone says they're gay, then we just got to take them at their word. Yeah, I think, you know, and that's for me. Um, what I like to say is I am not particularly concerned with labels and definitions, but I respect Mm-mm. whichever ones you I'm claim for yourself. Yeah. So you get to claim your your label and you get to define it for yourself. And right. um, and I guess what I would ask you is why does it bother you that she's calling herself gay? Yeah. Um, you say you're a 20-something-year-old queer woman. Um, so that says to me that you claim the label queer for yourself and not necessarily the label gay. And right. I'm curious as to why that might be. Right. And there's also can't she just say she's queer? Right. And I mean, like, I don't I feel comfortable she claiming could, it. But then why should she if, in fact, what she's comfortable with saying is that she's mm, And maybe. Maybe you blew her world and this has been in her for 30 some years mm-hmm. and you finally like release get, the crack you release the crack of <laughs> her crack in of her crack in and she like you know like maybe that's it maybe she's never going back yeah. maybe she doesn't consider herself bi or queer or anything maybe she's like maybe you turned her congratulations nah, you, get, you get the steak knife <laughs> steak knife set also it just doesn't matter this is what I'm going to say. It doesn't matter. The, the labels, the words, whatever. Like, I've said this before on this show. The, the, the way that other people are comfortable if they need it. Uh, people have been asking me to label myself my whole life. You know, what are you? What are you? Tell me. You know, the lesbians I was close with when I was in my 20s would be like, you can't be bi because that's against us. And, you know, all of these things that people always wanted me to come to, like, some conclusion. And I was always just like, I don't want to say any of that stuff because none of it's so, like, pansexual, even though, you know, I hate that, too, because, again, it sounds like a renaissance for sexuality. And I don't like to say pansexual. It sounds like I, you know, pan. Can I throw a little truth bomb out there? Sure. Because I'm, I'm, ha- I'm having what I feel like is a bit of an epiphany. And it may not be for you. Okay. Email writer. But, um. You say she, you, you feel weird because she's gay. So I have to say that, like, I'm somebody who sort of like identifies as like, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm attracted to what's between your ears, not what's between your legs. And right. that's kind of always been my case. And But I've always been sort of more romantically and nestingly attracted to men, not even particularly sexually attracted to women, although I tend to have really intense love friendships with women. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, for some reason, been the first same-sex sexual experience for a lot of women. I tend to, like, I don't necessarily, like, I don't identify as, like, gay. I certainly identify as bisexual, sort of pansexual, queer, whatever. But, um, but I, I feel like maybe potentially the fact that she's identifying as gay is a little scary because, because there's no going back like idea the idea that there's like no going back from that you maybe have you can turned, go back from anything right but the, the idea that maybe you've like <laughs> turned this person gay and so therefore she's not just like a quick like yeah flame. so maybe, maybe you have some responsibility now yeah and that can be scary right yeah um and so i could see why that might be a little bit weird because right. i've certainly been in that position where I'm like okay well i thought like i thought you were pretty much just a straight girl and then I, we were gonna have a fun time and then now suddenly like I kind of maybe I've, mess with yes. your own sexual identity, and I've now I'm that. feeling like like what does that mean for me? I've had that happen too, but I will say this for for you for this text for this emailer for me for everyone, it's not our responsibility. No, and also it's not about us, frankly. Like when it comes down to it, if someone wants to identify how they're identifying, then fine. Uh, I'm a big proponent of understanding sexual fluidity, and but I will say the ultimatum thing. Yeah. About exclusivity or not. Right. Like, the, basically, you have to decide whether the sex you're getting is worth making that concession that you may or may not be willing to make. Right. And if you're not willing to make it, you're just in for a world of hurt because you're going to have to have the argument. and the, Right. You know, I mean, there's going to... If you're afraid that there will be dishonesty and things down the road that will be problematic, you know, if you can't say it out loud that you really want to do that, if you can't say that with certainty, then don't say it. Yeah, and then don't keep having sex with her without being able to without being honest yeah without being able to have that conversation if she's honest and says i cannot be exclusive however i still want to have sex with you and that person has an issue with that well that's that person's issue sure that's that person's issue but if you pretend like you're going to try it and then you can't do it then it's your issue right and i also have a text real quick that i want to say because we are getting close to time this is for you i believe lady because you're the phone sex queen um Regarding getting into phone sex work, what are some good queer friendly companies to work for or for or are wait, are you working independently? Oh, yeah. Or are you working independently? How many hours a week do you work? Thanks. Great show. Oh, my gosh. So I don't think I can answer all of these right away. Um, you're welcome to email me, Tanya, at TanyaJoanMiller.com. That's T-O-N-Y-A-J-O-N-E-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. Yeah. Um, no one would ever know that otherwise. Um, yeah. We can link <laughs> this to our page as well. Sure. But, I mean, if you also, if you search, like, T-O-N-Y-A, Tanya, phone sex, you're going to find my website. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, um, I would say that there's probably not a lot of queer-friendly companies to work for, um, but there are companies where you can be queer and work and feel safe and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's not like there's though. not, like, a lot of that I know of queer owned companies or anything like that um and also i do work independently but that's a difficult thing to do these days and uh and i work however many hours a week i want to work but it kind of depends on how much money you want to make so feel free to reach out to me i'm happy to talk to you um, about your phone sex inquiries and we will uh link tanya we'll put tanya's um website information and also some of the resources we discussed earlier like books and things like that that we discussed we will link put links to all of those things on our facebook page which is casual sex um, just casual sex on Facebook. 
um, often mistaken for a solicitation for casual sex. But, you know, if you read beyond casual sex, it will but say if you're interested in show. casual sex, I mean, talk to me. I don't know. I'm yeah, not really in the her, market, but, don't talk but to like me. you might be able to convince me. Yeah. I don't know. Talk to Tanya. Don't talk to us on our website. About that. <laughs> uh, talk to us about casual sex, but don't just go hi and wait for us to offer you casual sex. Cause it's hi. Um, okay. So takeaways real quick, like, because DJ Ed is here and we love DJ Ed and there he is. Hi, DJ, Hi, DJ Ed. Ed. Oh, you guys are so lucky. You're in for a treat. DJ Ed is up next. Tanya Miller doesn't even know. I don't even know, but he looks really lovely. He is wonderful. I'm just going to sit here he and smile wonderful. at him. We love him. So, um, takeaways, uh, I guess what? So, uh, be, be, uh, be, uh, okay. How about this? Be confident in this. It doesn't matter how many people out around you say, this is what I want. It's okay to want exactly what you want. And in fact, um, just because you don't match up with everyone around you doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong, A. And B, a lot of people around you might be able to learn and open up a little bit and step outside of their constraints if they see you living your actualized life and doing what you want to do. Sorry, giving permission to other people to be who they are. That's right. You're helping other people by being true to yourself. And don't worry about what the norm is or the standard is because it's all a bunch of crap anyway. It's made up. It's a social construct. Normal. This is a great quote. Normal is the average of deviance. Right. And also, ew. You know what I mean? Like, who wants to be normal? Who? Yeah, that's boring. Like all those people who we thought were so exciting when we were little kids who were the the funniest they were who, having who missionary sex once a month school. it's really sad are the people <laughs> who are the most boring human beings in the world so don't even worry about what everyone else is doing just be true to yourself and hopefully you will give someone else um some permission or or uh at least maybe a, a little entrance into mm-hmm. the possibility of being themselves as well what about you you have a takeaway before we go um i think just uh so often I get, you know, like, is this normal? The question, like, is this normal? Is this common? Um, you know, worry less about that and worry about whether it's right for you. That's right. And honesty. And again, if something isn't working for you, uh, say it right away. Yeah. Don't hold off. It's it's serving your partner and you both to talk about it. It doesn't mean you're bad at it. Nope. It means it you just mean you're bad need at to it. adjust. Yep. It means that you are two different people with two different things going on and you got to adjust. Exactly. Good. So we'll be back next week. Carrie Cohen will be back with us. Oh, Carrie Cohen. Oh, we missed you, Carrie, but yeah. thank you for letting me fill in. Yeah, she's so glad that you were. Yay. Um, and we are going to continue our conversation about sex, so send us your emails at... What is our email line? I don't have it on me right now. Oh, it's um, advice at xray.fm. All right, we love you. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Bye.